baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk to 97.7 The Edge on a, what is today, Jamie? Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, October the 17th, and it is gorgeous. Beautiful day. Great football. Finally. Out there. Of course, it'll be 90 by Friday, but uh, hey, let's enjoy it for the next couple of days. It'll be be with us. Uh, welcome in today. And uh, John Tabor, as always, appreciate you running the board on there. We're brought to you by a fine gentleman who's never cold, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get. Go see him on US 165 North in Monroe, 318 345 4545. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. You're welcome to chime in today with some uh, really cool comments. Uh, you can be condescending. You can be smarmy, dare I say, together mm-hmm. in the families. And, you know, when you're winning, you would think that's good. Sometimes it's not because Junior's not playing, although the team's winning. Junior's not playing, so the coach is the idiot. Um, again, I'll go back to a Tommy Tharpism. God, I hate quote Tharp. But nonetheless, uh, <laughs> and I say that tongue-in-cheek, he's actually a very good friend. Uh, two things that all guys can do, grill steaks and coach football. And you're going to see it this weekend. You go up there and lose at Ole Miss, people are going to be on, you know, fire him again. And, you know, whether he wins, he's not winning by enough. And, then you know, now Gus Mel's on. Maybe a coach in the SEC, Jamie, that's not feeling some heat. Let, 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 let's go through them. Kevin Sumlin, they were ready to throw. He, he blew the big lead to UCLA uh, when Texas a was just throttling the Bruins out. Uh, that's when Dirk Diggler led the comeback. And so people are ready that the, the, the board of trustee member. Well, he's off this week, so he's got a little bit of a. For Texas A&M? Yeah, a, a lot of open dates. Thank God for a lot of schools. It's embarrassing. we got to get rid of him. Yeah, but he's got, uh, yeah, I mean, he's got a, a pretty tough slate ahead of him. Uh, Mississippi State. Uh, he, he already got rid of Alabama. And yeah. he played Alabama closer than anybody has sans Clemson. Well, Nickel State paid him pretty close, too. Uh, so, so that means Nickel State can play within a touchdown of Alabama? I'm not saying that at all. Uh, but I'm just that's just how the hangover effect you can have uh, when you're in this profession. And, and, you know, is it is there really that big of a difference between schematically from what Tennessee's doing versus Texas A&M? I don't know. Uh, they didn't play each other this year, but uh, – the fallout effect of all this, I mean, I feel even for, I mean, you could see possibly that, the, think about this, Terry, the, the thought of, let's say Auburn loses, you know, three of their last remaining games or something. You, you're going to fire Gus Malzahn? Yes, fire him. Fire him. I mean, good of him, Jamie. Why are we messing around? We are Auburn or insert your favorite team here. We don't do that. We should be just like Alabama. We should be winning well, championships here, baby. Yeah, well, ask Tennessee how it's worked out since they got rid of Phil Fulmer. Ask how that's worked out, you know, at, at, at places, even at LSU, where they got rid of Charlie McClendon after 18 years. Why? Because they can't beat Alabama. Nobody in the country can beat those animals right now. They are, they've got people on the third team that will beat you. Um, this is the deepest, most talented, most physical, most organized, most disciplined team in the country 
Hate them all you want. I want to see them lose. They're not <laughs> because they've got too much material. And at the end of the day, is Nick Saban X and O's 100% better than it? No, he's not. But he's got a system in place that you talked about, even with our high schools around here, the Washita's, the Nevilles, the West Monroe's, the Oak Groves, you know, the Sterlingtons now, I could say. You could throw them into the equation. What is the common denominator? It is excellence expected, excellence demanded, and you're going to do certain things. Now, we talked about kids watching this morning, too, uh, Jake and, and, uh, and Aaron about the number of hours the kids are expected to watch huddle, to watch tape. Um, at these schools, the, the fine line, the winning, I mean, all you have to do is watch a game every weekend, and the, the line between winning and losing is so thin, and yet people lose their jobs over it, and it's uh, it's kind of a, it really is not really a good it's a crappy profession. It is kind talk. of a crap. I mean, yeah. It is. I'm people, sorry. It people, is. And before Butch Jones gets the doors, he'll have 30,000 people applying for his job, what including the guy down at the Walmart. Okay. what? So you get rid of Butch Jones. And, again, I'm reading the fanboys columns, and I have a uh, particular version of fanboys these days. I don't know why. They're just really grating on me. Uh, Butch, Butch Jones made a quote uh, yesterday. We did everything to win the South Carolina game except the word touchdown. Mm-hmm. And so they're jumping all Well, think about what he said. Hey, you can play well and lose sometimes, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. You can play poorly and win sometimes. Uh, the fanboys are like, you need to run the touchdown play more. Uh, Bush Jones also said back in September, the last two years have been some of the best football in the last 20 years at the University of Tennessee. And people are all over that statement. Well, I would suggest to you, if you go back and look at those 20 years with the exception of Philip Fulmer, uh, you know, the national championship, he's probably right. Their recruiting has been good. They've played exciting games. They've not come out on the, uh, on the end maybe where they want to, and everybody's undefeated. Folks, everybody can't go undefeated. And so now they're going to fire him. So my question is, who takes that job, and what's your expectation level? Well, let's stay on Tennessee for a minute here. The margin of victory we talked about. Just look at the last two years, two games in particular, Tennessee versus Georgia. Tennessee's down. They throw a Hail Mary in the end zone. Jawan Jennings outleaps everybody to beat Georgia. Was Georgia had four guys around him. Somehow the guy came up with the play. Tennessee wins amazingly. This year, fast forward to the swamp. Felipe Franks throws, you know, Tennessee coverage, you know, maybe not in the best position, but again, beat on the last play of the game. It wasn't that bad. The kid took a bad angle. It's going to happen. Uh, was was Georgia outcoached when Jawan Jennings made the catch? Was Butch Jones outcoached when Tyree Cleveland made that game winner? And they're going to say, well, this, this, this. It, can, it happens every week. And just look at the top 25 this last week. Look at Washington State going in and laying an egg against California. Look at Syracuse winning at home against Clemson. No way Syracuse should have done it. can happen. And your margin of victory is so thin. You watch, I mean, this is a very thin LSU team. I mean, it wouldn't, I mean, everybody's jumping up and down. Oh, we beat Florida. But you beat, yeah, Auburn's a good team. Florida is, is damaged good. They're good if they're, if they have all their, but they're, they're really, 
limping into the, and then so is, you know, but so is LSU. Old has had two real tests. Yeah. Michigan, they failed. LSU, they failed. Texas A&M, you could call that a third test. They failed. Uh, Florida's not a, Florida's a mediocre football team. Jamie? This year they are. They're a mediocre football team. Period. Yeah, but I mean, all it takes is, you know, it, it really does. Where's your, you know, who's your difference makers? You know, and, and you've got Tennessee, a lot of them are, are, are hurt. Um, but Butch Jones is probably going to, I mean, and it says, well, he's been there five years. Who's to say, look at, uh, look at Michigan State this year. What did D'Antonio go last year? Three and nine? Three and nine. Fire him. And this year they're five and one and, you know, beat Michigan again. So, you know, who's to say the next year is not going to be the one that turns it around? Um, you know, I don't know. We thought Vanderbilt. Oh, my gosh, Derek Mason's built a built well, Vanderbilt defender. thought that, too. Hey, we're going to show you how to play Vanderbilt football. Yeah, you and they lost their swagger. and uh, It's fake swagger, Jamie. It is fake swagger. It's fake swag. That's my new term. Fake swag. I came up with Sabanite, and I came up with fake swag. You know what fake Stop while you're ahead. You know what fake swag is? Is you're talking to yourself, trying to convince yourself, that you're something you're not. Is this like when I'm trying to talk to a woman that's like, that's like at least a nine and, and I'm trying to get her to go out on a date with me? Is that fake swag? I Basically, I'm saying how much, what do I have to do to I get, could give you 300 reasons as to why that's probably oh, an accurate well, statement. Give, give me one is that I don't I don't have the, uh, the looks of the money. Fake swag is just that. Well, I mean, you're trying to convince other people that you're something you're not. You see, you see it in football programs. You know, you mentioned some programs before. Uh, high school football programs mm-hmm. did stood the test of time. Uh, you go from Oak Grove to West Monroe to Neville to Washington Christian. Those are the four that come to mind. Then you see the people that have really come up lately, uh, and that would be Sterlington. Yeah, but what's the and Union? But they're getting talent. They're well, they're 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 defining a culture. And again, it's it's far easier. And I say this with all due respect to to, to everybody out there. It's far easier to win for a year or two than to create something that you win perpetually every year. It's a heck of a lot easier to stay on the top, uh, to get to the top of the mountain than it is to stay on top of the mountain. And, and very few people get to the top of the mountain at all. And so there's a cultural, there is a, an administrative capacity to it. There are so many things you have to do, Jamie Foxx, in order to get to that highest level and then to sustain that. Uh, and I look at what Neville has done for 70 years, or however many y'all have been there. Neville has done it far longer than anybody else, okay? Oak Grove has done it for a long time. OCS has done it since the mid-'80s. Uh, you know, Oak Grove has done it for a very long time. Those are the ones that stand out. No disrespect to anybody else. Those are the ones that really stand out. And West Monroe has been since the early 90s. Well, and Neville opened the season 0-2 this year. You know, everybody, well, we, they've lost their – well, they lost a lot of talent is what it is. And then they uh, beat Washita there, which I think was kind of an upset. Uh, no, it wasn't. Carroll. No, it wasn't. That's Neville. You talk to Neville people, that's not an upset. Washita has not beaten them since what the 1980s. Okay, so it's not an upset. You went to Washita, so you have. I the did right, go to Washita. You had the right to say and that. And I can say that. Is no that disrespect to Washita. I mean, okay. let me ask you a question: If Washita had beaten Neville in that game, do you think Washita fan would have considered that an upset? Seriously, objectively, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. You're you're beating somebody that you probably have, you haven't beaten them in that long a time. 
come on, give me a break here. And, I, and I'm a Washington guy. I hope well, that here, here's my here's my point. When El, when Neville opened 0 and 2, nobody panicked. What do you keep hearing? Oh, by the time the playoffs roll around or district play rolls around, they'll be back. Well, what if what if they, for example, they got at West Washita, Franklin Parish, and that back? What if what if they fall to Strop City there at the end of the year? They're still probably in the playoffs, but God, they're in the playoffs. They're gonna have try. How would you like that? They probably got to go to Thibodeau, but no, no, no. Anyway, here it is, Jamie. It's all right. You finally, you're a four A team. You're so fired up. You get to host the first round playoff game. You're so excited. Your first round opponent coming to your stadium, Neville. Like, all right, great. That's just. Well, You're listening to Sports Talk 97, Terry Walter, Jason How do we Buck. go from Tennessee to Neville and, and West? But anyway, we, we, if anybody can, we, we can. We took a giant leap there, didn't we? Yep. We're going to go ahead and take a break. We come back. We'll get into some more football, maybe a little bit of uh, some NCAA things. You are listening to Sports Talk 97.7, Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. This summer brought to you by our friend, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Tremendous sorts of Louisiana attorney specializing in criminal offense, personal injury, or wrongful death, whatever you need. Bobby is the man for you. Give him a call today, 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Back in a minute. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7, The Edge, Jerry Walter, Jamie Foxx. This segment brought to you by our friends at Spinavale. Pamper the special people in your life, folks. Spinavale gift certificates, 807-1060, Lemmy Lane in Monroe. All right, Jamie Foxx, we talked about the SEC East, okay? The bottom three teams in the SEC East right now have an 0-11 record conference combined. So Tennessee's looking at a goose egg. Vanderbilt's looking at a goose egg. Missouri's looking for a goose egg, and they're thinking, when, please, God, do we play each other? Because, you know, wouldn't it be right they tie? Well, they can, but that would, that, yeah, that would be the, uh, that would be apropos. And Hog fans, uh, bringing up the rear of the SEC West, you're 0-3. And so we got four teams in the SEC that are 0 for in conference games. Uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, both 1-2. and 2. Florida. Uh, you, could you argue that the East outside Georgia at 4-0? Kentucky, your Wildcats at 2-1. and South Carolina at 3-2. and Florida, amazingly, at 3-2. and uh, Auburn, Texas A&M, 2-1. and LSU, 2-1. and Yeah, that's a good – I mean, look at, look at South Carolina, for example. Beating, you know, Tennessee this weekend. Open the season, beating NC State in a nail-biter. And NC State, I think, has only lost one game. Uh, and Tech had them beat. Yes. Uh, then they got skull drug at A&M. So, I mean, is Will Muschamp, and he, you keep hearing that, oh, we could have done better than Will. Why Why do the people have these visions? I mean, I don't think Tennessee fans going to be happy until they get John Gruden. Well, then, and and I, I think that's you ought to load up with Jack Daniels whiskey because that ain't happening, folks. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's really crazy, Terry. It's perception. I, I believe in having a you know a good perception of yourself, obviously, and, and having a you know having pride in in everything. But uh, just go to go to realize everybody's everybody's got players. Everybody, and you know, 
that's why we, you know, we catch a lot of free. Well, you're, you know, you hate up. No, I mean, just LSU, you need a dose of reality. You're not that good this year because you're thin and you've had some, some attrition in your recruiting. It's not that it's, you can't lay it all on coaching. Uh, sure you can. you got to have somebody to blame. Nothing is your fault, Jamie Fox. Yeah. Nothing. You have zero personal. Well, I agree. Nothing is my fault. By the way, I've been, cor- I've been corrected. And, and before I read the text, let me just say I was not living here then. Uh, watched I beat Neville in 2011. So kudos to the Lions. My, my apologies. Uh, yeah, Richie, I mean, Richie, Mississippi State has been ex- exposed as fraudulent. And also the Atlanta Falcons, I like this one, the Atlanta Falcons, the New York Knicks, are the epitome of fake swag. Supposed to be good and constantly exposed as trash. Oh, my goodness. Fake swag. Give me a fake swag team. Uh, they're out there in every sport. Notre Dame. Fake swag people. Notre Dame. Fake swag. They're trying to convince you they're really good, and you're like going, no, nah, I don't think so. Well, they are 5-1 and one this year, but I hate Notre Dame. You're, you're not a Notre Dame fan? I hate them. They'll probably be in the college football playoff and get beat by Appalachian. And I had no offense to my good friend Mark Kramer, who I love dearly, but he wore his Notre Dame jersey. Wore his jersey, and I sat right next to him, and I acted like he didn't have anything on. No, I didn't even acknowledge. I didn't even acknowledge the Irish. Uh, I was going to call him a fanboy, but I'm like, now nah, wait. But he grew up. I mean, I understand. Mark's got a little bit of a, uh, you know, I, he's got a good excuse. He's from there. Yeah, I mean, he's, that's his neck of the woods, so you can kind of understand the Irish. But uh, I, I just, I, that's a team. That you know, they have every built-in advantage. Also, um, like a Texas, Notre like Dame does. I, from a recruiting standpoint, sure you got no. you got access to every Catholic school in the no, country, buddy. The academic thing in Notre Dame, and well, they self-impose true. that. They do. They self-impose that academic uh, criteria, and it makes it a heck of a. You know, their their pool just got a lot. So smaller. you're saying their selective admissions are really selective? Yes, to a large extent. Yes. Yes. Well, Paul Horning said that. I mean, he said that's the reason why we we stink is because of our academic standards. Because you're playing against the same people yeah. that you – look, if you're Notre Dame or so – you play Rice then and play Northwestern and then you play – Yeah, see how that fires the old fan base, yeah. alumni base up at right check. Hey, can't wait for our game against Rice this weekend. <laughs> come on in for that and spend five grand to come into South Bend and watch us play poor, poor Rice. Rice. Well, I, you know, they have played Rice, by the way. Um, but Rice day, took the paycheck. And, and Rice says, thank you very much. Um, but you, you know your independence, you don't want to yeah, – yeah, but you get the, the benefit of an ACC schedule a little bit. I mean, no. You know, I'm sorry. I know, you know, we're, we're talking about a strong Catholic institution. But no, Notre Dame, you you suck. And and uh, you're winning. Right now you don't. You're 5-1, and one, but – Fire Brian Kelly, wait, he's five. We should oh, fire him. Well, there, there's the that, and even Mark Kramer, you know, Mister Congeniality, Brian Kelly, um, he doesn't make it any easier to love him. Um, you know, I, I loved it when Lou Holtz was spitting all over the place. That was that's when I kind of liked Notre Dame. Did you ever read Lou Holtz's book? Yes, I did. <laughs> that was good. I mean, Lou Holtz, quit spitting on me. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, he's the very first time he went to Notre Dame. He had a uh, a players meeting, uh-huh. and two guys were late. They were like starters, and they walked through the door. He made them introduce themselves. I'm remembering this book that I read. Made them introduce themselves and like uh, dismiss them. They were gone. You can't be on time. Then you're not. And he talked about they played a bowl game that year, and I think they lost his first year there. And on the way back, he jotted some notes down on the plane, and those notes became the cornerstone, if you will. For that national championship, the last one at Notre Dame. Yeah. 
uh, and just that vision that, that he was able to. And again, maybe it was a little bit different then, but you know, you still got to win the games. You still got to have the players. Notre Dame still has that magical mystery uh, about it for so many people. Uh, go watch Rudy again, and you know, you you can't help but get goosebumps when you watch Rudy. Well, probably you. You probably rooted for Georgia Tech. I did, uh, and I don't know why. Um, because I hate Atlanta, but I like Georgia Tech. Um, Notre Dame is fake swag. Because I mean, and I, I do give them, I do give them kudos. They play a, a really tough schedule, uh, but they have the benefit of playing. You know what? Miami, Wake, NC State, North Carolina. They got four four games every year that they can you know pencil. I mean, to me, I don't like that. I mean, you're either in, you're either in or you're out. You want it. You want all the dadgum money to yourself, Notre Dame, but you don't want to share the pot with anybody. And God knows you're not hurting for money. Now, can we get? Can we talk about Notre Dame right now? Uh, apparently, they suck. apparently we are. They <laughs> are. They're 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 ostentatious. They're self righteous. They are elitist. And I hope USC skull drugs them this weekend. Um, it is in South Bend, so. Um, you know, they were 4-8 and eight last year, and I wish they'd lost every day. But then they'll get rid of Brian Kelly, and then I can't hate them maybe as much. But well, that, You know, they, they lost to Georgia, which that loss is looking better and better. Of course, it was a home loss. Yeah, and it was a close. I mean, it was one-point game. They so. beat Boston College, who went into Louisville and just smacked around the cards. Uh, they beat Michigan State. Yep. They beat Miami of Ohio. They beat North Carolina. So they got USC, North Carolina State, Wake Forest at the U. And again, I'm not still convinced. I'm a big Mark Rick fan. I'm still not convinced that the U is is top ten. I think they're top twenty. I think they're going. Who they? they I think the U. I was looking at that. I'm glad you brought them. I, I'm I'm pulling for the U, but I think it's going to be tough this weekend. Uh, Syracuse comes, you know, coming to town. Um, they'll they'll, uh, they'll take care of Syracuse. Okay. Well, they should. Yeah, they they've had a. I mean, I mean, the the gods have been with them, you know, against uh, Georgia Tech and. Uh, Florida State, for example. So they've uh, they've been very fortunate to be six. They're six and zero. Oh. Couple things out here, Chad says Notre Dame has more money than the Vatican. <laughs> Joey, Joey talked about our fake swag. The NFL owners are not worried. Hashtag fake swag. Yeah, they're not. Worried. We're not worried about anything. Oh no, <laughs> really? Another meeting, great. Uh, so this is this is hate Notre Dame. The Mariners are fake swag. Mississippi State is fake swag. What? Mississippi State Dude, seriously? They don't beat their chest and say, hey, we're, you know, they, they Tommy, might... Kentucky basketball is fake. Get out of here with that. No. Kentucky basketball. You might not like them. Hey, I'll tell you who's fake swag. The NCAA, according to North Carolina. Dude, I saw, I saw the top projections of the, of the 50 in the NBA draft next year. Guess what? There's like seven of them from Kentucky, and they're all freshmen. Again, again, our sophomore. What a coincidence! You know, I mean, this guy is where he gets you know from all over the world, and it's like you know, you, you know, I hate Calipari. I love Calipari. I hate Calipari. Seattle Seahawks are fake swag. Why do you hate Calipari? Because he cheats his ass off. How do you know that? He gets better players that beats your team. Yeah, must be cheating. Well, he does it better than anybody else. Then, so do you hate Nick Saban? Yes. Does he cheat? Yes. And he gets better players than beat you? No, he doesn't cheat. He has people around him. Oh, but Calipari's actually writing the checks. No. Listen to you. 
Rick Pitino. That's what. That's the thing about Rick Pitino that gets to me. It's like, why, why all of a sudden is this a mystery? Did you ever notice? And why is this all of a sudden? Oh my God, Rick Pitino cheated. Really? Did you ever notice uh, people that suck? Nobody hates them. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's true. The teams are like really bad. That's I true. mean, when's the last time you heard somebody go, "Man, I hate Slippery Rock." There. I, 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 I mean, do you hate like? Uh, you know, some of the central Arkansas. Well, outside, who's every, Texas State? Do you ever have people go, I hate Texas State? Hey, Texas State's going to be back. You want? Hey, Vandy? Who's everybody's favorite team in the SEC? I mean, outside of your favorite team, who's your second favorite team? In Vanderbilt. Right? Vanderbilt. Yeah, I love, oh, Vandy won. Vandy won. Look at Dandy Vandy. Vanderbilt is like the family. Hey. It's like the cousin that comes to your family reunion. <laughs> It's a little bit younger than everybody else, and it's trying so hard yep. to tell you how good they are. We're going to go out and shoot basketball in the driveway. I'm better than you. And he tries to tell everybody. His grandma's like, well, you know, cousin here has gotten a lot better since you. And you take him out there and just spank him in front of everybody, and you're like, you are what we thought you were. That's Vanderbilt. They're the cousin that shows up at the family reunion. You know, they have the rental Lexus, and they're trying to convince everybody it's theirs. That's <laughs> Vanderbilt. You're listening Talk 97.7. Dandy Jerry, Bandy. Dandy Bandy. Jerry Walter, Jamie Fox. The good news is, if you're a Vanderbilt guy, uh, people you're like, our favorite, favorite team. Yeah, you're our second favorite team. People, uh, people like me will probably be working for you one day. Exactly. And, and, and they'll rest, tell you that, too. Yeah, that's, but that doesn't do anything. That's all right. That's okay. You'll be working for us one day. But it ain't going to be today. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7 segment sponsored by President GB Cooley. Reminding you of Sport at Work while cause Louisiana Special Olympics. Uh, the uh, rants and ramblings of senility continue when we return. And welcome back to Sports Talk 977. Jerry Walter, Jamie Fox, Taper running the show, Odette. This segment brought to you by our friends at Works Gourmet Pizza by Design. Go by and see you. Jay and Company, Tower Drive in Monroe next to Nukes. Seven ninety nine lunch special. I may partake of that myself in the very near future. Yes. Jamie, Jamie Fox. The Parmesan peppercorn dressing, I highly recommend. Speaking of Parmesan peppercorn dressing, uh, our boy Butch Jones, the much beleaguered, embattled coach at Tennessee with the 0-3 SEC record. Yeah, well, the good news for Butch is it doesn't get worse after this week. Uh, yes, what does Butch have the, uh, the task at hand? Simply to go down to Alabama and play right. Nick Saban. In Tuscaloosa. Uh, fortunately, unfortunately for Tennessee, unlike most of the SEC this week, they're not open. They've got uh, four teams that are open this week. They have Andy, A&M, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. That's five. That's why I never did well in math. Um, but Tennessee is a 30. Opening line, I may have moved a little bit. Opening line was 34. <laughs> 34. Uh, this is the number of shots Tennessee fan has to take of Jack Daniels during that game. The last over under on that one. The bat, last bet I played was uh, Vanderbilt to cover against Alabama. I was wrong. Um, it was 59 to nothing. I think it was a 31 point spread. I took Vandy at home. What an idiot. Um, so, what's your highlight? I just remember one time you got fleeced more than that. No, well, I did. That's true. That, that, that's true. And <laughs> that's two big L's. You but this is, a, this is a family show, and we cannot go into detail. But, yes, I did get fleeced to the tune of $300. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I probably should have stayed with betting. But, anyway, uh, this is this is it this week, Terry. Tennessee and Alabama. Again, the opening line is Bama by 34. <laughs> Auburn at Arkansas. 
Uh, I kind of like that. I, I'm going to hey, I'm taking the Hogs. I'm taking the Hogs. You know, the, the most dangerous person to ever get in a fight with is somebody that doesn't really care if they live or die. So this is true. Uh, Auburn going from LSU, where they blew a, a big lead. LSU came back, however you want to say it. Uh, a lot of internal strife, I would bet, going on. There's nothing like internal strife, Jamie, after you have a big lead and, and lose it. Now, all of a sudden, you start doubting everybody, questioning everybody. you got Arkansas, who's over with nothing to play for other than let me screw your season up. Yeah, yeah. And so, Brett Believa, with nothing to lose, I'm taking the Hogs at home. Well, I mean, stranger things have happened. How many points year? do I get on that? Uh, I don't know what the line is on that. I bet I it's probably what, four or five points. It can't be that much. No, I think it's probably a little bigger than that. Do you? Yeah, it may be maybe seven to ten. Oh, if you give me ten in the Hogs, I'm all day. Well, you've got you got you breaking a new quarterback at uh, the kid from uh, St. Thomas More down there. Cole Kelly is now the starter because uh, Austin Allen's hurt. I don't know if he's going to play. Did a did a decent job. Uh, kid six seven moves like a statue, but you know did pretty good redshirt freshman. Uh, I'm Art, taking the Hogs. You're taking the Hogs. I'm taking the Hogs. So, well, sorry, Nick Brown. Terry Poole and, and, and Auburn Tiger fan. I think uh, I think the heat gets turned up on Gus, and you know the the battle for John Gruden continues. This one has uh, has got my attention, and I know you're here. Here are fake swaggers again. Our Mississippi State Bulldogs. They host Kentucky. That's going to be a good game. Uh, it is. I mean, sneakingly, that may be the best one on the slate. Um, Kentucky, you know. Riding high right now. That should have beaten Florida. If they could count, they, they, they'd be undefeated right now. Two huge plays at the end of the game. Yeah. They were able to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah, but I like uh, I like Mississippi State at home in that one. And, of course, LSU at Ole Miss. Uh, I, we'll cover that later. That's a toss-up. Uh, and Idaho at Missouri. Boy, you throw the records out when those Missouri, two get together. you better get Idaho. Just saying. You better get Idaho. Vandal, Vandal, Vandals are coming to town. You better get Idaho. You know who coaches Idaho? Another Petrino. Another Petrino. Paul Petrino. They said my son says he has the personality of a fourth time. But he's a good coach. Um, he, uh, yeah, which is which is like Bobby too. You know, I don't know what it is if you're from if you're if you're thinking about these coaches in the SEC from that part of the world. Bobby Petrino, Paul Petrino, Jim Mack. What's what do they have in common? Personalities of porcupines. They're not. They're not warm. They're not people. Bro. No, they're not people. They're like you know. Okay, let's throw the motorcycle incident aside. Um, they, they you just don't get warm fuzzies from them. You know, they just you don't get Harley. You don't get. And it's a beautiful part of the country. I've been out there. My gosh, I'd love to live in Idaho, but Harley Bob, you don't it get doesn't, warm fuzzy there. I don't know whether you just you know you in the snow so much you just develop this. You're angry, acidic personality. You know, you live in Montana or. Or Idaho, which is a beautiful part of the country, I guess. Uh, could you live there? I don't think I could. Oh, I would. Oh, yes, I have been to. Uh, I've been to Sun Valley, Idaho, and I. The weird thing though, you can't breathe out there. You know, the, the air so thin. You know, for me it was. Of course, I'm little, and I, you know. Well, I mean, you're you're low down in the atmosphere. That's yeah, easy I mean, for you to breathe. No, I, I know. You'd think the closer to the ground that I am, it'd be easier. But just stay away from the other bitches. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just. Uh, well, that was kind of harsh. But um, <laughs> it was. It was a little. It's. It's really beautiful country, um, but I guess I, I've never through. I've never been in the winter, so yeah, I, you have. Big, I've been to North Dakota in the winter for a couple of days, and yeah, it was pretty rough. It's really cold. Uh, I was in a blizzard. 
Never been in a blizzard before. Never really want to go in one again. So, uh, so here's a couple more games for you this weekend. Okay, segue back into this. In uh, the disappointment bowl for the year, Louisville at Florida State. Yeah, yeah. Now that that one uh, is it in Florida or at Florida State at, Florida State. at Doak Walker Stadium. You, you know, uh, Florida State Duke gave them all they could handle. Uh, Duke is thrown in the end zone to tie that one late. Or uh, go fire Jimbo one. Fisher. So, fire Jimbo. We can get him in Tennessee if they fire him at Florida State. Boy, just goes to show you what a um, what a good quarterback will do. Well, this is let's, let's look at look at our friends in Tallahassee. They've got uh, Louisville this weekend at home. They go to Boston College, and before you go, oh no! Well, look what Boston College did this past weekend. Steve Adagio's fighting for his job. Went into Louisville and wrecked house. Syracuse at home at Clemson, Delaware State. Whoa, you throw the records out there. And then at Florida. So I'm saying outside of Delaware State, there's a possible L right down the – I mean, like I said, Duke uh, had a chance to win that one. Duke's not really good this year, which is not – Duke's really not good most of the time, but they're, you know, Cutcliffe. Now, there's a guy that can coach. There's a guy that gets the most out of them. And I said Duke's throwing in the end zone late in the game to tie or go for the win if they score. So Florida State is pedestrian, just goes to show you when you lose your quarterback, what happens. Bye-bye. I could see I could see FSU losing three of those easily. Maybe not all six of them, but if you're Tiger, if you're LSU fan, you want them to lose out, maybe you get Jimbo. <laughs> you have Jimbo or John Gruden, that'd be a great choice. Uh, I don't, you know, and there, there are people out there right now going, yeah, Gruden's coming, Gruden's coming. Gruden's coming. Gruden's coming. Yeah, just like, you know, Christy Brinkley's coming to my house. It's No, come on. Hey, Brinkley's like 70 now. Still looks good. Yeah, that's true. She is like 70. Um, and she's like, you know, 19 inches taller than I am, but so is everybody. So I don't really see. Blue dog is I don't taller have, than you. I don't have fake swags up here. I know my limitations. I don't have fake swag. I don't. I don't. I don't try to tell you, hey, you know, I'm a ten. I got a million dollars. I mean, you know, somebody else found out I only had three hundred. So I mean, hey, good thing you didn't have four hundred because that would be gone. That'd be gone too. But I mean, hey, um, you know, so what about this fake swag on this one? The most interesting matchup of the weekend coming up for me. Okay, Michigan at Penn State. The Michigan faithful. Who do you hate? Who do you hate more? I sort of like Harbaugh. I don't know why. I like James Franklin. I really like Penn State. I like James Franklin. I like Harbaugh. Harbaugh's quirky, and he ruffles people the wrong way because he comes in and doesn't take a back seat to them. I mean, he's climbing trees with recruits. You got to like that. By the way, I think Harbaugh's gone after this year. I think he jumps back to the NFL. A lot of people are saying. I, I think he jumps back to the NFL. I think you have a domino effect going on. Um. Well, we've got, you know, you've got, again, it's interesting. Where's the first domino has been probably going to be Nebraska, you think? Uh, Nebraska hopes so. I mean, they've got, they've, they kind of fired an open salvo with Bill Moose coming in there as AD. Uh, did you see the thing that came out with, uh, with our friend uh, from the, Mike Leach? Mike Leach said, hey, uh, I, I'm, you know, they've got a coach at Nebraska. I've got a great relationship with Moose. Matter of fact, he's the best athletic director I've ever worked for. Don't think there's not a hit of meaning in that one, folks. That's what I read into As it. As a college coach, 
you're not going to say that you would be interested in any job anywhere because somebody's already there. They already have a coach. At the time that they don't have a coach, then it becomes interesting. I think that that's a telegraph for you. I think you're going to see Leach. If somebody else doesn't jump on the Leach Derby, I would be surprised to see him not in. I just, I'd love to see him in the SEC. Well, just see where he's going. I mean, you know, how they play out, too. I mean, you know, don't know. They lost uh, to Cal, which is kind of pedestrian this year. So we'll see if, if uh, you know, if his star is still as bright. Let me read this one. Charlie, Charlie goes, why does everybody think Gruden is coming out of the booth? Uh, he has a Walsh Madden reputation as a coach with one Super Bowl win. No way he's going to ruin that. Charlie, you're right. Everybody, I'll tell you why. Everybody is delusional. Uh, yeah. There's something in the water. Speaking of delusional, we're going to go ahead and take our last break and let us figure out what we're going to do when we come back. Chad, I do like the picture. Chad texted the picture of a kid uh, sitting in the Vanderbilt locker room. looks like about two years old with a Vanderbilt helmet. He goes, you want me to grow up and play for who? <laughs> he's got a big Vandy helmet on there. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty good. At any rate, you're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, The Edge. We come back, we'll give you a couple more. Football, Barbs, and the Yankees cut the Strohs lead in half yesterday. Go Yankees. Segment brought to you by... I worked for my pizza by design. You're a Yankees fan, that says a lot about you. It does, doesn't it? I grew up that way. At any rate, back in a minute, folks. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop. Hey, welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7. Waldrop, Fox, Caver, the uh, the trio of death, if you will. Speaking of death, Jamie Fox, a lot of uh, discussion over why Georgia was given the number two nod over Penn State. Penn State number uh, three, Georgia number two, depending on the poll that you look at. Uh, one is is bouncing the other. Penn State, we're going to find a lot about in the next three weeks. Now, let me let me recap the Penn State argument thus far. And I'm a big James Franklin fan, not really a Penn State fan, but you give credit where it's due. They open the season by thrashing Akron. Terry Bowdenstein. Uh, they beat Pittsburgh 33-14. They blitzkrieg Georgia State. The only legitimate win they have, they went to Iowa. God, I just use Iowa and legitimate in the same sentence. Um, They went to Iowa, and they squeak one out late against the Iowa Hawkeyes, 21-19. Well, I found something for your bucket list. What's that? Iowa football game? Aaron Dietrich's going to help me out with this. You're going to go to Iowa's homecoming sometime. Who are they going to play? The Cayman Islands? Well, you know what they do? They do something really cool. You know, they wave to the kids at the Children's Hospital and everything. They do. They do wave. I'll give them credit for that. Iowa's a classy program. It's a classy program. They're still not very good because they don't play anybody. Well, they can't get the athletes. Okay. No, 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 no. Don't tell me they can't get athletes there. They choose not to. Um... (laughs) At any rate, uh, they beat Indiana 45-14. They beat Northwestern last week. Here's what uh, Penn State has for the next three weeks. Michigan this weekend, at Ohio State next weekend, at Michigan State the following week. So we're going to find out very quickly about Penn State. If they run the table there, Jamie Foxx, I'm on board. They lose two of three. If they run the table. They lose two of those three. What if they win two out of those three? Uh, Then I'm going to be eating a lot of crow. But I think Penn State loses two of those three. 
Uh, and it may be the ones that, you know, Michigan State may surprise you at that. Um, no, I think, I think, and then they've got in the season with Rutgers, Nebraska, and Maryland. And Maryland, which all should be wins there. So they could, I'd, I'd say, you know. And, it, it, you know, hey, you go 10 and 2, Penn State. Oh, they take that. Or they could go, like you said, they could win two of those. All right, well, let's compare and contrast that with Georgia. All right? All right. So Georgia. Uh, plays Appalachian State to start the year, wins by three touchdowns. Appalachian State, legitimate team now. They knocked off Michigan, and, I mean, you know, all things considered. Uh, they go to Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and they squeak out one over the Irish 20-19. Mm-hmm. Come back home and play Samford, that's S-A-M-F-O-R-D, out of Birmingham, 42-14. They drill Mississippi State 31-3. to Mississippi State coming off the uh, dismantling of LSU the week before. They go to Tennessee and shut out the Volunteers 41 to nothing. Uh, no rumor to the fact that at halftime, they went and ate at Bush Jones' house and ate his food out of his refrigerator and wore his clothes. We have not had that confirmed, but it's a possibility. Uh, they go to Vanderbilt, where fake swag was uh, not as evidence because Alabama had shut that down the week before. They throttle the Commodores 45-14. Uh, they play Missouri 53-28 in pretty much a yawner. Now, here's what Georgia has the rest of the season. They play a – they host Florida in the world's largest cocktail party, right? That's in Jacksonville, I think, mm-hmm. every year. And, you know, I, I think Georgia wins that comfortably. They host South Carolina. Yeah, not a very good team. They go to Auburn. By that time, Gus Malzahn might have them bounce back. There might be a fire lit there. You never can tell. Uh, Jordan-Hare, not an easy place to play. They host Kentucky. And then to close the year out, they're uh, at Georgia Tech, and then they would be obviously uh, their shoe in probably at this point for the SEC Eastern uh, crown and the dubious distinction of playing Alabama. Yeah, the championship game. I think that really jumps out at me is, and I'm going to probably send some people up the wall here, but to me, the Big Ten's considerably stronger this year than the SEC. Yes, considerably. Um, I've been saying that. Oh, you hate the SEC? No, no, no I'm no. a realist. Though. No, this year, I mean, you, you comparing the schedule, I mean, Penn State, and you know, obviously they're not a, you know, you can throw all you want at Georgia, but I mean, this isn't a very, I mean, looking at those wins, I mean, yeah, I mean, impressive the margin of victories in some of them. Um, I'm really interested in that. Uh, of course, the cocktail party's up next. Jamie, let me ask you this. If you don't, if you don't beat Florida this year, is, uh, is Kentucky the third-best team in the SEC? Well, I mean, you look at the records, you look possibly, at everything right now. I possibly, mean, who, yeah. who are candidates for that? It was Auburn before LSU beat them. And before LSU fans starts making, uh, you know, plans to go to the national championship, the, the college football playoff series. Uh, throw water on that one. But, hey, you won two games in a row. I'm very happy. I hope you win this week. I hope you win out. Uh, is Kentucky the third-best team in the league? Let's, let's go by default on who's not, okay? Uh, you take Alabama. Who's the third-best team in the league? Is it Arkansas at 0-3 in the league? No. Is it Ole Miss at 1-2 and in the league and 3-3 three and three overall? No. Is it Mississippi State, who I thought was really good? But maybe it was just LSU was really bad that night. Mississippi State at four and two, one and two in the league. Yeah, probably not. LSU at five and two, uh, third best record in the league, fourth best record in the league. Is it Texas A&M at five and two? Eh. Is it Auburn at five and two? Eh. Right now, the trend would probably 
lend itself to Texas A&M. Probably the hottest team in the league. Hottest team. Then you right look now. on the east side of it, Jamie. Yeah. It's not Missouri. It's not Vanderbilt. It's not Tennessee. They're all over. A bad Florida team at three and two. How they beat three people, I don't know. South Carolina's three and two. Um, not very good there either. Kentucky is five and one and two and one in the league. And the one that they lost, uh, bizarrely, because they couldn't count to eleven. Or Kentucky is sitting there at six and zero. Oh. No, Kentucky was my dark horse this year, uh, and that's not something that that I say about once every ten years. But uh, again, they've got uh, this is going to be a real telltale. The, to me, the Kentucky and Mississippi State game is the one that I think Kentucky wins the game at state. At state, I'm going Kentucky. Well, if they do, uh, then you know, if we've had remedial math tutors in, we get to eleven again. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think Mississippi State's that bad a team this year. I mean, I know they they've looked bad against Georgia and uh, and Auburn, but uh, you know, I, I still say uh, we know how bad BYU is. Don't you think? Uh, but uh, their Kentucky should. I mean, Mississippi State should win at least. You know, you've got uh, Kentucky at A and M, UMass. Alabama, Arkansas, and Ole Miss. So we'll see. Better load up for that UMass yeah. game. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the Tennessee game was what seventeen thirty. That just shows you how. Yeah, mm. Dale Mullins got to be scratching his head, going, "You know what? We absolutely throttled LSU. Yeah. Auburn beats our brains in, and LSU beats Auburn." I need, yeah. a, I need a drink. Yeah, and I don't drink, but I'm thinking about starting. But you know, is this the year that Dan Mullins will start? Yes. What else can you do in Starkville, Jamie? Seriously, what else can you do there? Is he? You don't think Florida fan would want him back? That is the ultimate safe haven for seven and five programs. You are you win seven games in Starkville, they leave you alone. You win seven games at Alabama, you're gone after winning two national championships. I mean, you win ten games a year at LSU and they fire you. Yeah, they win ten at LSU, they fire you. So, why not stay in Starville, where you know, ego. Yeah. Everybody, ego. You know, and all good coaches have it. It's the way it is. Um, I don't. But how can you fire? You know, and then they are talking about getting rid of Michael Wayne. I mean, he's one, two, and then that, of course, well, he's you know, he's not winning. That's the thing at Florida. You're not winning with style points. And they want to get rid of you. It's crazy. The fad boys are running the roost these days. Fanboys unite. Makes you want to go back into coaching, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, not away from fanboy, but that's just that's what you're dealing with these days. You're dealing with fanboy. Mm. Fanboy. Hey, look, my Madden team's really good, and, and they should run the touchdown play more often. I tell our guys that. I'll tell Daniel that. You should run the touchdown play more often. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a little... It's crazy the Auburn situation where you know you go in you play a heck of a game against Clemson although even though you get sacked eleven times I mean you play a good game against Clemson you basically win for three quarters against LSU and things kind of it happens I mean it just happens it's but a contest folks it doesn't mean Gus Malzahn is a bad he's coach. a bad coach uh, you know Joni that works the Nacho Bar could have coached that game and they'd have, I mean. Please, people, you got you got to stop this stuff. Uh, but it's funny to talk about, and I love it. A couple texts here to read before we get out of here. Uh, Dan Mullen back to Florida. Mike Leach to Starkville. Hey, I, wherever the pirate goes, I am a fan. Don't you think that would strike fear into some hearts of people? Why in the world would you leave Fulham for Starkville? Because you're in the SEC. 
And I think Leach has an agenda. He wants to be back. Uh, but it's basically the same job. I think Leach wants that next step. Make Nebraska back relevant again. Take an Ole Miss program. Take a Texas a You know, don't discount that if, if someone bolts, which my prediction is someone bolts this year at Texas A&M. He takes the first job he could get. Don't underestimate Texas A&M hiring Mike Leach, and here's why. Texas A&M and Texas Tech hate each other. Hate each other. So if Texas A&M could get Leach, that would be the stick it in Texas Tech, and also Texas is going to be like, great, perfect. That's just what we need. Now we're overshadowed again. Don't think that couldn't happen, although I think Leach is uh, is not real cool with some of the laws in Texas, which is prohibiting him from being paid the money that Texas Tech owes him because they host him with nobody's business. At any rate, been a good show today. Thanks to our sponsors.